Welcome to episode 25 of the Cadence Beat. This is the podcast that helps you do amazing things with WordPress and Cadence. We're so happy that you're here. Hannah, where are you? You're not in Boise anymore. I'm not in Boise. It's really cold and February is really hard. So I'm in Mexico. <laughs> That's nice. Very warm. Has it been fun? Weather's great. It's been great. The beach is lovely. Yes. Yes. We went to a cenote, which if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a hole in the ground and they charge you a lot of money to go swim around in it. But it is really cool. It's like these underwater caves and really blue water. And yeah, if you look it up, they're pretty cool. But otherwise, just spend lots of beach time and then just working remote in a warm environment is very nice. <laughs> Definitely. Lots of benefits to working remote. That's for sure. I don't know that I could ever go back to having to be in an office. There's no Mexico in an office. <laughs> Can't do it. Just not happening. Yeah. Fun. Ben, it sounds like you are, you're still in Montana and Missoula and you are working really hard to get blocks three ready to roll. Can you give us an update on what's happening? Yeah, for sure. I think it's good news on our end. We're basically going to release a release candidate and kind of goal here is to get a thousand users on it and then push it live. Right now, we're feeling pretty good. We've gone through every single one of our starter templates, which is close to 80 now, to do tests, both front end, back end, before and after, just making sure we get all that backward compatibility Perfect. And then we've got something like 350 beta testers right now who are giving us feedback. And so, yeah, at this point, we're feeling really good about everything in it. And I'm going to get ready to push it live. And then to getting really excited about the stuff that comes right after that. So the form block and other cooler features, new blocks that will start to push in Part of the reason for separating some of those features and this release is to just make sure this release was really focused on the entire structural change of the plugin and making sure that it's all backward compatible before we introduce some new new features. And so, yeah, it's it's looking good. I don't have a set date, but I'm on the, in the back of my mind, something like a week and a half is probably when we'll be looking at pushing this to live and then go from there. Amazing. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to, to hear those dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dates and software, the worst combination in the yeah. whole wide world. Yeah. I know, it's scary. Yeah. 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 Very exciting. So if you are not on our mailing list, that's probably the best thing to do. Get on our mailing list or join yeah. that Facebook group and you will be one of the first to be notified that it's ready to go. And Ben, any advice for, I don't know if we'll have another podcast between now and that time, but any advice for anyone who is getting ready to hit update when they finally see that in their production site that it's available? Should they be running backups? Should they be testing on a staging server? Any advice for folks? Yeah, my advice is you should be running backups always. So regardless of whether or not you're going to push a major release into your site, I think I would approach this as you don't need to update the day it goes live. And if you're concerned about your website or you're concerned about something, you don't need to push the update button right away. And if you want to spin up a staging site and test it, I think that's great. All of that is just going to serve you more and serve you better. So I encourage all of it. At the same time, we're doing our best to make it seamless and to where you update 
The biggest thing that we see a lot when we push out updates is people not clearing their cache. You have database cache and browser cache and a lot of things happening. So when you hit that update button, make sure you clear everything so you're seeing your site like a user would. And also you're clearing all the compiled JavaScript and CSS so that you are seeing your site as it should show and not wrong. That's a common one. Some of those CSS compilers and JavaScript minifiers will not regenerate after a plugin is updated and that can create issue because you're just, you've got old compiled stuff. So that's the one big tip, but always have backups and like you're for the most part, I think you're going to find it updates fine. Amazing. Yeah. And all of that is just good advice, no matter what you're doing with WordPress, that major updates, it's not just cadence blocks that's going to have a major update. Yoast, for example, just had a major update that changed the interface for how you're setting up all of your SEO settings within WordPress if you're using that particular plugin. So this is just general good practices for working with WordPress anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would always just have backups and then I generally like to compile my updates into, okay, today I'm going to update, whether that's for the week or whatever, but I'm going to do all of the different updates and then make sure everything's looking fine. Great. Cool. Our topic this week is a little bit different, but I think it's something that's really important because we know that everybody who's using Cadence, you're doing something, right? Either you have your own business or you're doing a side hustle. Maybe you're just blogging and putting ad revenue on a blog for just some extra income, but you're doing something cool with WordPress. Anybody who's working with WordPress isn't just flipping burgers at Whataburger. <laughs> you're doing something neat. And that means that there's something important, something that that in conversations with Hannah, we've talked a little bit about how important it is to have a good mindset with whatever you're doing, because you can learn, set up all of these blocks to work the right way. You can learn about hosting. You can learn about databases. You can learn everything there is to know about WordPress. But if you don't have the right mindset about whatever it is you're trying to build, you'll never be successful. The mindset is the foundational aspect of everything that people are doing. And so much can go, so much can go wrong up here. So much can go wrong in terms of how you're thinking about a project. And I just heard this quote the other day that fear happens whenever you're trying to do something that's really big. So how did, do you guys have thoughts of how you can mitigate some of that fear? Because I know you guys both push yourself out of comfort zones. Like Hannah, you're running the Boston Marathon. When is that? That's like a couple months from now? April 17th, yeah. Are you getting scared about it? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm scared. I feel excited, but the training is scary. The training, I'm like, it's only 10 weeks out, but the training, it's daunting. And yeah, it's scared about being injured I feel like every time I like twist my ankle even in the slightest I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna not be able to walk anymore <laughs> anyway so just fears about not showing up healthy but yeah fear fear is a huge one it's amazing how fear can stop you from doing so many things that you're passionate about even just like I could never I can't tell you how many people who even love running not just people in 
are outside of the running world, even people who are runners are like, I can never accomplish that. I can never run a marathon or I can never run that fast or that far or whatever. And it's like, actually, you probably could if, if you just set your mind to it. But there's a lot of things to overcome in getting to that. Yeah, definitely. Ben, you seem fearless. Like you just know where you're going. Does fear ever get in the way of whether it's okay, we're going to do stuff at work or anything in life? You live with bears like in your backyard. <laughs> there's going to be some fear in your life. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think I'm generally more confident about a lot of things, but I think where it comes up for me is the putting something out there that's not 100% like what I want. And that's where it that's the hardest part is to say like I know what this could be and I know what we're working toward, but to put it out there as being good and risk that people are going to see what it's not and not see what it is even though like I know what it can be and I know we're heading that way, but for people to reject it because it's not there yet, there's definitely a fear of that. And there's a, that like, it becomes really hard to even talk about a product. Like I should at times when I'm like, this is a really good product. Cause I'm also noticing like, but there's still things that are going to improve it. So I get that self-critical of, I, it's hard to see exactly how this is beneficial now and how it can be more beneficial later and promote it that way and think about it that way and put it out there to people that way. I'm always thinking well, if somebody looks at this, they're going to say, yeah, it does those things and that's fine, but it doesn't do this and reject it. And that rejection, there's definitely a fear there. But so you use it as a driver, really. Like fear sounds like something like of a, of a motivator of I'm going to make this even better. So nobody can say anything bad about it. Yeah. Which of course, like, isn't a path to success. Someone can always say something bad about your product or your thing or whatever. Definitely, you've got to get over that. There is going to be trolls yeah. who will come in and just give you a hard time and ruin your day. There will be. And you can't make your decisions based on that. But I think that's where like it comes up, especially in the early stages for me when I was just getting into development and theme development. I initially put a theme into Envato actually about two years before I launched Cadence and that got rejected. And that was like, maybe I shouldn't even be doing this. Like maybe I shouldn't get into product development at all. So that was like, and it was like, it was a hard rejection with no context. They just said, absolutely not. We're not taking this. And when I asked for why, what's wrong or anything like that, no feedback whatsoever. And some of that is like the time frame and Vada was probably getting in flooded. But also that's part of putting yourself out there is like having to deal with that rejection and that scary part of, oh, this didn't go like I planned. I had definitely planned on that going a lot better when I, when I originally put it yeah. in. But in the end, like a lot of good came out of it as I pivoted and started thinking about creating cadence and not just like doing a one-off thing to see if it would work, but much more of like intentional around cadence and then releasing a theme and it taking off. But yeah, I think there's definitely a mindset for me, and I think it's different for different people, of this is scary because I'm, I'm nervous that people are going to reject it, and that's going to detrimentally hurt the reputation that I have or something like that to prevent future possibilities. Especially early on, I was like, I don't want this test or this pushing something out there to be like nothing that person creates is good going forward. And so there's definitely, there's a, like a bit of risk when you're putting something out in public. Yeah. Which I think that goes back to, like, I'm horrible on social media because anything I think of to write, I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> no one wants to read that. No one wants to see that. And I just end up don't, I don't even post or anything. Cause I'm just like, there's a little bit of self-conscious. Like I don't want to put myself out there for somebody to be like, 
you're stupid. Which, yeah, I think no matter what you're putting out there, whether it's code or just a sentence on Twitter, whatever, it's everything's always going to be a risk. Yeah, and I think that it's definitely different levels for different people and what that risk is. Some people find the social media thing like it's fine. Everyone loves me. Why? And it just depends on who you are. Right. Yeah. Somebody I was watching some, I listened to a lot of self-help stuff, some of which is absolute garbage and some of it's really good. And I, I wrote one down this week. Self-doubt will always be there. It's always going to be there. No matter what you're doing, whether you're putting out something small or you're going to be doing something huge, self-doubt is always going to be there. It's just a signal that there's something else to learn, right? Because when you're really confident and you know that you know your stuff, if I put you, Ben, in a room with someone and 20,000 people in that room watching you and the conversation was going to be about cadence, nobody is going to be able to debate you about how cadence works or you're just the subject matter expert about it. Whereas like the other person, obviously, they're going to have some self-doubt because here they're going up about somebody who's like basically written the entire application. So it's like there's always something else that you can learn that's going to give you more confidence. And I think that plays a lot into this whole idea of imposter syndrome. Is it the imposter syndrome of being, and I'm just going to keep using you, but sorry, is the imposter syndrome of being like a WordPress expert, a theme expert, a cadence expert, like wherever, whichever box I put you in, you're going to have a different vibe on it. You're going to have a different thought about yourself in each of those boxes but when i put you in the cadence box in that frame you're confident right yeah for sure but if i put you in the rest api box you're probably like yeah you're talking i don't want to talk about this (laughs) you make me talk about this for yeah the framework that you put around how you think about yourself could really be the key to what mindset you I think something to really like help to encounter some of that is getting some people around you. If you're working on a side hustle and you're like, I'm just having the hardest time like selling this to people, getting a partner involved to help to be like, yeah, this is really good. And we should talk about it this way. Or if you're doing a side hustle and you're just like, you're getting yourself stuck on, I don't know how to move forward or like how to like, and I'm nervous, then being able to have a partner that comes in and can take some of that and can counter some of that can go a long way in terms of just helping you get yourself out there in a more vulnerable and potentially more fearful way. Because you're always going to be the one that's most self-critical. The critic... It's interesting because I know people who can be like, oh, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They'll get really hypercritical at someone. And I can really look at those people and say, I would hate to live in their head because if they're doing that to this random person, this random stranger, imagine what they do to themselves. And I think we do that often to ourselves where it's, I am not putting my project out there. I'm not even going to show it to my friend or anyone unless it's absolutely perfect. And so this, you then can end up in... In this, I'm distracted because I think maybe she <laughs> might have lost her connection down in Mexico, but we'll hope she comes back. But I think a lot of times we stop, we don't try, it has to be good enough. You don't want to put out just like the first thing that pops into your head. You want to at least give it some kind of critical eye and get it to a certain point where you're confident that it's at least that minimum viable project that you can put out there just to get 
some feedback. And WordPress does that, doesn't it? Like with full site editing, that was not something that was when it was released a little over a year ago, it wasn't something that was like, okay, everybody start using full site editing. Gutenberg, same type of thing. These projects get to a certain point and then you put it out there and then see how it plays. And it's then start adjusting very rapidly. We did that with the beta, didn't we? Exactly. Yeah. I think whether, whatever you're doing, it's be quick to iterate and quick to update and learn and get feedback. But I think the biggest thing is get it out there. It's never going to be like, what do they say about parenting? Like you're never going to be ready to parent. There is no like point at which you're like, I've arrived. Now I can be a parent. It's like similar, like your product or pushing yourself out there in some capacity, whether it's a product or a new thing you're trying to do a startup or whatever, it's never going to be a hundred percent where you want it to be someday. It's a tricky thing to do, but I think more often than not, people don't push it out there when they should. Exactly. Yeah. Getting it out there and just being able to, especially if you've got a good vision and a good plan for what you're doing. Another thing that I've heard is that you don't have to be confident that you've got it all figured out, but you have to have some confidence that you can figure it out that because things are going to happen. You're going to run into maybe a client if you're an agency and you're working with lots of clients. You're going to run into a client that pushes your scope a little bit and you're going to have to know that you have the confidence that you can figure it out in bridging that relationship or if you're putting out a theme or a plugin or any kind of software product that when it ends up on a server running PHP 5.2 that you'll figure it out either by helping that user to get on a more modern PHP version or being able to adjust if all of your users are using old versions of PHP. But you'll make those decisions when you get to it, but have some confidence that you can figure it out. I can't tell if Hannah's frozen or not. Hannah, are you still with us? <laughs> yeah, I think she's very still. I think she very might just frozen. be very frozen. So <laughs> maybe I'll just... Maybe we'll just <laughs> remove her and see if she comes back in the green room and we'll just bring this conversation on home. I want to go back to that point because I think with all of it, like whether or not you have the ability to succeed long term after you get it out there, if you have a network of people, I found this so useful where it's like I ran into a problem that was over my head or not in my specific field and having a network of people that are in different fields that I know and can ask questions of, join the groups, do the work to join the whatever it is, whether it's the Facebook groups or your local meetups or whatever, doing that work to get connected with people who have different strengths than you to where you can just send them that Slack message. I've definitely done it on Twitter and on Slack and different things where I've been like, you don't really know me at one time, but I know you're really smart in this area. Can you just point me in the right direction. That kind of insurance for yourself is so nice in terms of just being able to say, I know I can move forward because I know I'll have, I can find people that can help me. Right. Yeah. And it's like that whole idea of you don't have to have every single solution. Like, okay, I'm not going to start my project until I have everything all up here, but you have to know that you have the ability to find those solutions, find answers, find feedback, either from that network. And that network of people around you is so important too. That whole idea that we are the sum of the people we surround ourselves with, right? If you're in a situation where you're trying to start a side hustle and you have a vision of something in the future and all your friends are like, no, my 
I'm working here and I go into the bar on Friday night and that's my life. You want to step out of that and start inserting people into your inner circle of other people who are trying to do similar things to what you're doing and make sure you surround yourself around people who, and that's not to say that the friends at the bar are terrible and you have to stay away from them, but at least make sure that they're encouraging to you, but also add to that network of people, others who are fighting this battle too, because the mindset, you inherit so much of your thinking from, and the framework of how you see your reality from the people you surround yourself with. So I think that's really important. I think Hannah's back. Let's give her, let's give her a go. Cause I really want to ask her about the mindset of running. Are you with us, <laughs> Hannah? Can you hear us? I'm here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Mexico internet, huh? I wanted to really get your your thoughts about the the idea of actually running a marathon, something I'm not going to be able to do because I'm just too old and I don't think my knees will ever forgive me just for thinking about it. So I want to ask you about running and it's a painful process, but how do you get yourself into the space where it actually becomes an enjoyable part of your life? It really is truly mind over matter. I remember in high school, I had some friends who were runners and I was like, I hate running. It's not fun. And then I just decided one day I wanted to be a runner. And I was like, I'm going to like this. And so I just started doing it. And it definitely took time. But then it became something that became addictive because you do get this high from it. And if I didn't run, I think I would honestly have pretty bad anxiety because it is such a stress reliever for me. And now it really is something that I just genuinely love. Although marathon running, I will say, is different because it's not like I can just go out for a 45-minute run and go out slow and do what I want. It's like I'm on this training plan that means I have to run two hours when it's 12 degrees outside and that is not always fun and that is that's when really mind over matter plays in and I have to focus on the goal and focus on what I'm chasing and and yeah and then there are days where it's just really a grind and your body's not feeling it and it's just pretty miserable and you just have have to power through which I'm sure parenting I hate this I don't say that parenting is ever miserable but I'm sure that there are days where you're like I'm just powering through today and which is probably the case in so many things that we do and but when there's an end goal it's like it's hard but it's also you're also pretty determined to get there so there's not really is this going to happen or isn't like the kids diapers have to be changed and they have to be fed and like running is not quite that extreme like I can actually just not run and it would be fine but because I'm pretty set on this goal and, and achieving it regardless of what I want to say like I will get up and I will run and I will follow this plan and whatever yeah. but yeah it's a mental battle a lot of days yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some definite themes of what you just said there in terms of having a focused goal, having a why, and then yeah. making sure because your why with your parenting, with parenting, it's just okay, this miniature me is so cute. <laughs> it's they make them cute for a reason. I used to joke because you need it that's, that's every once in a while they're cute for a reason because they have you have to have that why of just like adoring this little being and wanting to take care of them but when it's like yeah. when you're parenting a project you have to have a why it has to be a passion you have to have a reason for what it is that you're doing because yeah. no matter what you're doing there's going to be that what they call it the 21st or 22nd mile where it's just yeah I don't want to do this anymore and you've got to stay focused with where you're going. Yeah, definitely. Also mile 18 feels that way too. <laughs> but <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> so reasons you need to have your why, your end goal yeah, and your focus. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. Anything that I that we should talk about with with punching fear in the face and conquering the things that stop us from doing the amazing things with WordPress? It seems weird to say WordPress when we're talking about all these like other major life things, but WordPress is like a means to an end for a lot of these big projects when we're yeah. trying to put ourselves out there. How you overcame the rejection that you got. You're a very confident person and I'm confident, but I think if I got rejected in that way, I would just be like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, I think I'm just going to be done and go find someone else because obviously I'm like in the wrong niche here. So how do you be like, how are you able to push past that and be like, no, this actually, I know that this is good. Or I know that I have something that, that people will want, despite the fact that these people just basically told me it was no good. Yeah. I'd go back to having other people around me was a big thing. So I was able to push that product to people that I knew in the WordPress space and say, is this any good? And their response was like assurance of I'm on to something here for whatever reason, it's not going to work out with Envato, obviously, but but there is something here that this is fulfilling. So one, making sure that the product from wasn't solving a problem that I didn't understand really well. You're just going to have a really hard time creating a product if you don't really understand the problem. And so I knew that I was solving a problem that I had. I had a vested interest in fixing. I was like, I'm building websites for people and I really want this theme to do it. I want what I'm going to create here to be the piece that really helps that happen. So I knew that I was solving my problem and then being able to push it out to other people that I knew in the WordPress space that were building websites and things like that and say, hey, is this any good? And getting that feedback. I think making sure that you're not just relying on one particular place of receiving feedback is huge. Like making sure you're putting it out there to more people. Because yeah, if all I knew is Envato, then I would be like, well, I guess I should go find a different career based on their response. But I think that's key. And then too, like for me and moving past it, like picking up the pieces and being like, what do I do next? I didn't assume I was right and they were wrong. I assumed I had work to do too. So I definitely did a lot more learning and a lot more, okay, how do how would I make this MVP that I had? How do I keep making that better? And potentially, so I went on forums and I sent people demos and asked for advice and random people on random forums were like, hey, you should try this or maybe change this. At the time, a theme had a lot to do with design. So there's a lot of design advice that I got from different people, which is pretty subjective, but still good to get a whole feel. I think that's the big thing. It's just getting things out there for people to give you feedback. And I think in terms of like, how to get started finding things you can do each day. Cause this was like, I was still at the time I was painting, like that was my day job. So working on it at night, instead of watching TV or whatever, there's just finding little things that I can do to keep improving. I think that's one of the big things is like, everyone looks at what they want to do. And it's like this huge daunting task. I want to start a blog and I want to do reviews and I want to get my name out there or whatever. And that's all daunting. But if you just start somewhere and find that smallest thing you can work on and keep doing it, that's totally on the atomic habits vein of just find something that takes less than two minutes that you can trigger yourself into the next thing. Great advice. Very great advice. Amazing. Hannah. I am so glad you're in Mexico and enjoying yourself and that you're nice and warm. And like Hannah's been in Mexico twice now. I'm so on sorry. Podcast, and we have still not done any podcast where me or you are not in the same place <laughs> we're always in. So we need to step up our game, Kathy, is what this comes down to. Like we're clearly not yeah. living the dream that Hannah is clearly yeah. living. 
Yeah, remote work is yeah, not working for us. <laughs> the dream is not alive. Yeah, I need to get out of Texas is so cold right now. And I know I'm not going to complain because yeah. I've seen your weather, Ben. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But it's, yeah. What it's is fine. Could do worse. I built a snowman with the kids last weekend. So that was fun. Did you? Yeah. I love it. Nice big snowman in the front yard. Aww. There to greet you. And to scare all also, of the bears away. <laughs> yeah. My, I have twins that are one and a half years old and the boy, I have boy and girl twins and the boy just loves the outdoors. We have a hill in our backyard and he just got on his stomach face in the snow and just pushed his way down the hill, like slid down on his stomach, mouth open, just eating as much <laughs> snow as he can as he slides down the backyard. So that's my life right now. And it's good. I love it. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Enjoy enjoy those days because they turn into teenagers. So. Yeah. You have kids and everyone's like, oh, don't just enjoy it now. Wait for the two, the terrible twos. And then it's, oh, just enjoy it now. Wait till they get to kindergarten. And oh, just enjoy it now. Wait till they're teenagers. There's always that threat. Wait till they're adults. Oh, man. <laughs> then they leave you. Have you have anything to look forward to? <laughs> just wait till your kids turn horrible. <laughs> Yeah, you have good kids now. Just wait. They're going to be terror. Ridiculous <laughs> that we say that. Yeah. I, you know, they're wonderful yeah, and at every age. And you're like, oh, my different. kids were the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. My kids are pretty much all grown up and they're still wonderful. I still appreciate them. It's just, they, you know what it is? It's Facebook. I go on Facebook and it's, look at your memories. It's like all the cute things that they say and all of the snuggle time and all of the magic and wonder that they have about the world just goes away. There's like this, there was this, this park in Monterey and we used to go when we lived in Shasta, we'd go down to Monterey and Carmel when it was way too snowy. One great thing about California is you get to escape. If you don't like it, the ocean, go to the mountains. It's all like right there. And there was this butterfly statue and my daughter, I just one day, like, just talked for it. Like, oh, Claire, welcome to the park at the beach. When I just started. And so for, the joke was every time we went there, she, I have to go talk to the butterfly. And then one day she walks up to it. And she's, it was you, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just like that magic goes away where you can't, you're not the butterfly anymore. But That's so sad. <laughs> it is. It's now the joke in the family, though. It's just, oh, we want to go back to Carmel one of these days. Yeah, you, so you could torture me with that butterfly. Of course, it's funny that to her. So and funny. now I'm just like the mom because Santa Claus isn't real either. So anyway, we should wrap this up. Otherwise, I'll just tell all my kids stories and we'll bend. <laughs> <laughs> should just have a podcast about kids stories because yeah. they're wonderful but thanks for watching and if you've participated in the beta process for cadence blocks 3.0 we are so grateful for you this is going to be an amazing release i've been playing with it and i've got it on production <laughs> for sites that don't matter but it's good it's really good you're going to be very excited if you haven't had a chance to play with it yet you will be very thrilled with it so thank you to everybody who's beta tested it because your testing your bug reports your participation in this has made it what it is and we are eternally grateful so thanks for watching and we will be back sometime in the near future with another edition of the cadence beat